0: Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. And George, are you feeling the heat? I, yes. Excellent. Uh, are you feeling about three hours worth of heat? <laughs> I, yes. It's a long movie. We watched Michael yeah. Mann's classic 90s shoot 'em up action bank robbery heist friend story actor horde (laughs) yeah Yeah. crowded (laughs) cast crowded cast heat now george we watch this because uh it's a classic but also because it is a visual influence on the dark knight do you want to talk about the batman stuff first and then the movie or do you want to talk about the movie first and then the batman stuff you're right we should talk about batman guys (laughs) this is the bluest movie i've seen since the dark knight and also uh it's very blue it's very blue the bluest it's very blue Every frame yeah. of this movie has a blue tint. The white is blue. The black is blue. Everything in between, it's blue.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: I mean, there's orange, right? And there's a lot of orange in The Dark Knight as well. But it's like, this is the first movie that I can think of that really went for what became like a trope in the mid-2000s where it was blues and oranges because they like contrast on the movie posters, So they, they sell tickets. Right. This is the one that I I would point to as the earliest example I can think of off the top of my head. Was this ninety five? Ninety five.
2: That was such a freaking good year, man!
1: Wow, I hit that nail on the head. Holy crap! That was like a huge because year for movies. Meg watched like like two minutes of it with me, and she was like,
2: "What year is this? How did she walk out of this movie? Like,
1: it's just <laughs> such an well, interesting first, she's story." Like, she's always like, "How's the movie?" And and this one. I'm just like it's incredible. I'm like I'm sitting in front of the TV. Like it's incredible. She's like, oh, I'll sit down. And like she she sits down for two seconds, and we have a conversation about uh the Allstate guy. Oh, the Allstate guy. Yeah. yeah. And um and she and she's like, what uh what year is this? And I was like, I don't know. Like look at how old Padme is. What is it like 1995? <laughs> <laughs> she was
2: already an Oscar nominated actress by that time. Dude, I was like, look how look how old. What did she get nominated for? It was the one where uh. Uh, Jean Renault was an assassin what the hell was that called yeah it was like her and Anna Paquin were like just icons and they were like 10 mm. and she was in uh, the one with Matt Dillon where like it was like Beautiful Girls I think it was called or something I was like was...
0: 9 at the time so I, yeah, I was not watching it was a weird movie cause... you weren't watching Beautiful Girls at 9 no. years old mm. I was watching Tim... the
2: X-Men cartoon Tim Dalton I think was the actor he had a like a like almost like a relationship with her in the movie. She, he was obsessed with him. And they had like a strange romance in that
0: movie. I don't and think my mom would have let me watch that movie when I was yeah. nine, bro.
2: It never got physical, but it was just a lot of flirting and it was uncomfortable because Tim Dalton was around for a while. He was like in his mid-20s, thir- early, maybe even early 30s when that movie came out. And she was maybe 12, 13. So it was like, it was awkward.
0: Yeah, okay, gross. But Heat, good. (laughs) Most people that are involved uh, with each other are of appropriate ages, (laughs) with maybe the possible exception of Al Pacino's wife. Yeah. She's a little young for him. Who was all over the place.
1: I just thought this, I was like, okay, she's weird. And that was it. Yeah, that's the one character where I was like, I don't, yeah, I was like, I don't know why.
2: Well, this movie has Ashley Judd, who at this time was, she was the Wife of Val Kilmer, the blonde with the baby, she was she was a a ten back then.
1: Yeah, Um D- uh, De Niro's chick,
0: whoever she was, Amy is that Amy oh, Madigan? Amy Brenneman. Brenneman, Brenneman. Um, Are you guys gonna judge Amy on the podcast? She's my I type. That's all yeah. I'll say. Because she, she was great. on the show judging Amy. Yes, she was. <laughs> Fucking I. <laughs> she was also on NYPD Blue. Yes, like a whole lot. From what I understand, I never watched that show, but from what I understand, she was all over the early seasons of that show. Yeah, in like some FCC violating ways. Character,
2: yes, her and Jimmy Schmitz. Oh, Jimmy Uh, Schmitz. But hey, yeah.
0: uh, So, guys, Batman. Yeah, Dark Knight. Batman. I mean, this movie has a lot of the like, like if the if the heist at the beginning of Dark Knight is similar to the plot of The Killing they did it with the color palette and cast and equipment of this movie there was a lot of like yeah. shots
2: like cinematography that was that Nolan borrowed like that there's a that weird scene where it's almost like completely silent and it's almost like a drone shot of the van driving through the mm-hmm. city and it was it, you could even hear the kind of music that one plays at the beginning of yeah Dark it's night.
0: like prototype uh, Hans Zimmer music
2: yeah and it was like it was a, it was tension building but it was it looked like an IMAX shot before IMAX ever existed
0: well in the shots of the helicopter flying downtown yeah at night it's just like oh hey watch out for those wires like I know how this ends <laughs> well and even the, the the opening robbery which the hockey masks way cooler than Joker mm-hmm. masks I'm sorry Uh, all they needed was machetes, and I would have been 100% on board. Yeah. But Mm. the uh, armored car that they knock over with a semi is essentially the same armored car that Dent is riding around in when Joker flips a semi. I guess Batman flips a semi Mm. with Joker in it. It's been a minute since I I watched Dark Knight. But these pieces are all in the Dark Knight very intentionally.
2: Yeah. And uh, clearly the bank teller is like... (laughs) Yeah. He's basically playing the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. As, as the money launderer. Well, uh, and then, the, yeah, because, yeah, Victor. Van is, or something? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, Victor is his real name, right? Uh, He's in Blackhawk Down, too. He's a Delta guy. Yeah. He's a he's, big character. I he's think. great. Black Actually, not the only Blackhawk Down uh, actor in this movie. It's kind of funny. No. Because. Uh, um, Tom Sizemore? Tom Sizemore. He's in Blackhawk Down as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh yeah, the, even the part where they burn up the inside of the ambulance has a real like Joker walking away from the hospital vibe like yep. guys. Wow. Yeah. This is the Dark Knight beta version.
2: <laughs> yeah. Completely inspired. Oh my gosh. As, as Troy would say. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was
1: I'm I'm watching this uh I'm watching this film. It, I'm like I said, I'm I'm sitting there with like basically drooling the entire time watching it. Um it's amazing. It's a clinic. However, like, I'm watching the whole thing, and I'm like, I don't see Dark Knight at all when oh, I'm it's watching all over it. over But yeah. when you say it like that, yeah, the ambulance on fire is a lot like the hospital blowing up. Well, and fire. when you go back yeah.
0: now and watch The Dark Knight with these movies fresh in your mind, I'm hoping that they ping a little harder so you can oh, say, yeah. oh, wow, Nolan yeah. really is taking 75 years of cinema history... Combining it into a two and a half hour movie, and yeah.
2: I, I got a little bit of vibes from the serial killer guy, the guy that ended up the the trailer park guy. Uh, he, no offense, <laughs> you to could anybody. say he it in the swastika park. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy who was killing the the the, 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 the yeah, girls. Yeah, the, in the hotel swastika
1: room. guy. Can't miss him.
2: Can't miss him. Yeah, he. he I kind of got a, uh, a a vibe from him, like the guy in Dark Knight. Who has the Rottweilers? Well you feed him, to your pooches you know the the
0: oh the like the Russian the crime freak. boss guy the one who burns the money,
2: he burns the money in front of him, and he says, I'm taking half mine and he burns it, and then he feeds them to his dogs that guy I, I just that seedy underground criminal feel I got from that guy because everybody else was kind of organized and composed
0: in and, this movie yeah, like yes absolutely.
2: everybody even even Val Kilmer, who was dealing with a shit ton of demons. Mm-hmm. And gambling and all that stuff, and just the stress of you know having a kid and a wife and all that stuff, and like a gambling he, problem, and, and a the gambling. burden
0: of being Val Kilmer, the guy who ruined the Batman franchise. You got to carry that with you in every movie.
2: That is a, that is a burden. I don't know if he ruined it. Ugh. He did okay with what he was given. <laughs> Schumacher Listen. ruined it. But we'll have a conversation on another night. Oh God, I hope not. I love Val Kilmer. <laughs> I do. Val Kilmer, if you love Val Kilmer, there are a shit ton of movies you could watch with him in it that are just so underrated. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all love him from Tombstone. Say when. But, you know, you could go all the way back to Real Genius. You can go back to Top Secret, like all that. And then Top Gun. Like, he's funny. He's serious. Mm. Like I have always loved him. It's a sh- It was a shame to watch him. Even The Doors. He's great in The Doors. You would probably love him in that. Yeah. Even though it's a, a Oliver Stone movie. Uh, I know Dan doesn't like Oliver Stone movies,
0: but. I like a couple. I just don't trust the guy. Right. But The Doors
2: is a really good depiction. He He's kind of like a Heath Ledger. He really gets lost in it. Yeah. Uh, Ghost in the Darkness is an amazing movie. I love that movie. I don't know if we'll cover it on here, but. It's a true story. What was the one he
0: played? Uh, he was like a. Wasn't
2: he in True Detective? No, that was a uh, Woody Harrelson.
0: Oh, Woody Harrelson's so good in that show. Yeah. By the way, I ran across the visual inspiration for the first season of that show the other day, uh, watching Korean uh, movies. I was like, "Oh my god, it's true!" Mm. De- oh, it's True Detective. Oh, I see where they. Oh. Uh. Wow. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's not very. It's only a couple of years older than true detective but the color scheme and the it's the same it's the same it's remarkable mm-hmm. so someday when you guys feel like you know reaching further to the east we can grab some korean cinema
2: i'm trying to think it's other dark Knight, like just the cat and mouse game very yeah reminiscent in the movie but yeah just the cinema cinematography and the grandness of every shot like even even the intense uh like the interrogation scene, like when when Pacino goes to that junkyard and he's like talking to that guy, he's like, where's your brother? You know, and he's, mm. like that was a lot like the interrogation scenes in, in Dark Knight as well, like just that intimate two, three actors, but they're all just doing just nuance on top of nuance.
1: Oh, it, by the way, I didn't know what you meant when we watched The uh, Godfather. Hmm. And, you know, Pacino going to 11. 11? Oh, jeez. Like, I didn't know what you meant then. <laughs> right. And now this I know. This is the era Now I that. know exactly what you meant. Right mean. ass! Yeah, dude, <laughs> he's
0: like, yeah. I it's love like, Pacino at 11 in Devil's <laughs> Advocate, which I hope you yes, watch someday. But in, this, in the context of this movie and this script, that's an eye roller for me. I'm kind of mm-hmm. out on that. It's too far. I, there was a couple,
2: couple that I was fine with. But there was a lot. It just didn't seem within character. Like he should have. In if you when you watch Insomnia, he plays the same kind of character. He's a cop investigating a missing person, but he's deadpan. Like mm-hmm. he's Pacino, and I don't think he has many of those outbursts type. You know, scent of a woman, whoa, kind of, wackadoo, kind of out out outbursts, but. um it fits for Devil's Advocate, but it doesn't fit for this movie. Like, because it seemed out of place, especially when, mm. like, when he's he's walking away and was he yell, mm. "Thanks for wasting my motherfucking time!" Yeah. Like, it's just like, <laughs> what? What is that? Why? <laughs> Why what are you doing? That could have been
0: directed. I don't know. No, that was Pacino, man. That was Pacino being like, "I'm gonna try this one at 12, and Michael Mann's like, "You know what?" Sure. Uh, sure okay yeah. it's Whatever. late we don't want to do another it's take late. <laughs>
2: yeah he had like four or five in this movie but the great ass has become such an iconic soundbite mm. that I don't mind it but then his follow up line to that is what makes it silly like when <laughs> with he says, the head what? great ass that's great but then he goes and you got
0: your head way up in it and it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah nobody talks like that oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> The one thing, you know, you're talking about swastika guy, the kind of, like, uh, rough around the edges. Oh, he's a serial killer, too. Like, gets kicked yeah. off the crew guy. You know, his hairstyle and kind of his edgy, like, murder, like, desire. I mean, you could argue there's a little bit of Joker in there, too. Not comic book bit. Joker, but a little bit of Heath Ledger, I like knives Joker. Right. Just a little bit. Smidge.
2: He kind of does that in the bedroom when, when he tells her he's the, he's the grim reaper.
0: Yeah. Not to be confused with the grim reaper of Kansas city, who I hope we've already retired that bit after (laughs) one week of not working. Right. Oh God. Speaking of serial killers, uh, James Gum is in this movie. <laughs> James Gum is in this movie, and he George is making a face. Oh, <laughs> he's well, like, he, "Wait, what?" He didn't he even didn't notice. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's yes. at That's least a cops. size twelve, maybe a fourteen. huh yeah. oh, which
2: which cop? He was. Um, His name's Bosco. Was he the one? Was he a main dude? He was one of the main cops. Yeah, he talks quite but, a bit. Did he was he the He's one? that has got a mustache. Was he the one that got shot Shot and killed at the end? Yeah,
1: and not not at the end. Well, at he the heist got, at the heist at the yeah. bank heist, where Pacino was like next to him and like making sure he was dead. Yes. And he was like, "Oh fuck." Yeah, that's then, that's yeah, James Gunn. That's James Gunn. Hmm. I didn't recognize him because I recognize nobody. You well, and Tom Noonan. <laughs> I would I believe you.
0: Tom <clears> Noonan pops <throat> up in this now. Tom Noonan. I hope we see him again soon in another Michael Mann movie, if we ever circle around and do Manhunter.
2: Mm.
0: I'm hoping we do that.
2: Yeah, how intense was that friggin' scene where they're waiting outside the warehouse? <laughs> like, De Niro, this is probably one of my favorite De Niro movies because it's just, he's not really playing the gangster, but he's playing a badass, but he's subtle.
0: He's not he's doing not, the big De Niro. He's doing right, like... he's not doing the head bob and the, the De Niro.
2: stuff. Yeah, he's like it's very good. subtle. And like that whole scene where he sit, when he hears the bang inside the truck and he's just staring mm-hmm. and he just goes in, let's go. And he's like, I'm not done. Just shoot, no, no he says, like, I'm almost there. Well, almost there. That's almost
1: right. there. Like, I'm right there. And he's like, don't, he's like, don't matter. Don't matter. We're let's out of go. here.
2: But it was just, uh, there. there's not one moment where he is not perfect <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. It's almost like when, in go- one of my favorite things in Goodfellas is not... All the gangster stuff at the end. You didn't?
1: Did you see uh, Good I saw it a long time ago.
2: All right. Well, there's a scene where Karen, the the wife of of uh, Henry, uh, meets up with De Niro, and he tells her there's some dresses down the down the alley, alleyway. Go down the alleyways, go in that door, and there's dresses in there, and she can have them. And it was just really tense because you knew she was gonna get. You don't know if she's going to get whacked or if there were dresses. He's like, no, 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 no. Just go. Go in that door. Go, ahead, go. And it was <laughs> like just very, it wasn't De Niro. It was just, he was just very, it was almost nice. But you knew that there might be a gun at the end of that alleyway. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. Sizemore was good in this too. Can I tell you that
1: I've actually, uh, this the scene when De Niro and Pacino have coffee beautiful scene. I've actually seen that. Right. Uh I don't know where. I think I just I don't know. I saw it like just like scrolling through like YouTube one time s- somewhere. But when they're sitting down in that in the in that diner or whatever and they're going back
2: and forth, I'm like, I've heard this monologue before. Mm-hmm. I've seen this back and forth. A lot of acting classes make you watch a scene like that cuz Yeah. It's it's uh it's a clinic on
1: Yeah. I actually watched it twice. I like when the scene ended, I was like, I just gotta
2: watch that again. Let me just rewind. And what sucks is when this movie came out, people were disappointed. Why? Because it wasn't. Why? (laughs) Why? Um, (laughs) Since Godfather and Godfather 2, they were both the greatest actors in Hollywood and they had never done a movie together. They Mm -hmm. were in the Godfather part two but right. they didn't do any scenes together. No, right. So, when they did this, it was like 30 years in the 25 years in the making or whatever. 20 years in the making and people were like it's finally happening. And it didn't have the payoff that they wanted because they neither of them were playing mob bosses. Neither of yeah. them were playing that like Pacino was playing a cop. Like it was just it didn't have that build up. But he people,
1: wasn't just playing a cop he was playing an obsessive cop right so but it,
2: it wasn't that everybody always wanted those two in a Scorsese film playing two mob you know bosses going and at one it
1: one of them's the rat and you don't know which one till the end right
2: just to get that tension but yeah. that when you look at this movie now no one had any argument like they should not even have whined about it because yeah. it's it's even though they only have one scene together or two if you count the pullover uh
1: well, I co- I I think the pullover and the coffee scene are the same thing, basically. Okay, it's so the they same only interaction have one and, real and scene, and the very end is the other scene.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just kind of cat and mouse. It's hey, not like there's man, no dialogue.
1: It's a, it's a scene. Yeah, there is. There's a little dialogue at the end.
2: True. A little bit. Very 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 little bit.
1: A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing his uh his uh, <laughs> little
0: bit A little bit his. <laughs> his
1: squint and head nod.
0: <laughs>
2: his De Niro. Sorry, Dan, you don't, get Niro the, uh, face. you don't get the visual.
0: Probably not the last time we'll talk about The Godfather before we talk about Dark Knight. Just putting that out there. Okay. Mm,
1: but that scene was very good when they're having coffee. Yes. It was like a... Uh, the All the acting that happened in between the lines. Oh, all, God. You, you know, like the the facial expressions and, mm-hmm. the, and the back and forth. It was very much like... Um, Reminded me of Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Like, like what? How are, much What acting? are the words,
2: and what are the actors oh, yeah. saying with their bodies? You know? oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Good shit. They're
1: very, very good. I was not disappointed at all.
2: Well, the fact that you're smiling after a three hour movie, dude, this is my <laughs> jam, bro. I know. That's why I said it's kind of like, dude, country for old men. Cause three
1: it's... hours and a and you know you don't feel good at the end. That's my mm-hmm. kind of movie.
2: Yeah, I was like, oh wow, an attempted at suicide. George is gonna be happy. Oh, that was rough. <laughs> oh, God. Bro.
1: oh man, that was bad.
2: Thankfully, he didn't do the uh, the hug cry that he does uh, in Godfather oh, Three because God. that's. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's
0: pretend that movie doesn't exist for the sake of this podcast. Uh, I never, never. He saw almost
2: it? did it. He almost did it because it's well, around the same time period. The
0: hug cry.
1: I don't even know what it is.
2: Yeah, he he a character in the movie dies, and it's very a character very close to him, and. When he goes over and scoops the body up, mm-hmm. it's like a it's so melodramatic, like a scoop, hug to the chest, then let the body flop and then hug it again. Like it was just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you know, the hand on the back of the head. Oh,
3: God, no,
2: yeah, yeah, not what you want from Pacino.
1: No, I thought that that attempted suicide was very, very well done and. Gave me the. I don't think they developed
2: that character enough. Like I no,
1: think I think I kind there of. There was th- so feel much like going right. on already. Yeah, I feel like you're right, but yeah, I don't know because that was
2: all of a sudden. Like she was weird, and she was like m- giving warning signs, but yeah, that was like a whoa, what? That was out of the blue. Like he just comes home, and she's in his tub, suicided. I'm like it's just like, wait, what?
1: I was trying to figure out where that fit in with the plot. I thought. I thought that was going to be used to further um, drive a wedge further between him and his wife, mm. honestly. Because I thought that what was going to happen was the situation was going to be going on and he was still going to have to fucking leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which he did. Which he told him he could. But the, yeah, but it wasn't. It almost like they kind of grew closer in growing apart in that scene. Right. You know, they were like, you know, yeah, this is definitely not going to work. And now that we both know that, like. Go do your thing. No yeah. hard
2: feelings. You know what I mean? He he turned to her and he was like, he's out there <laughs> and
0: I got to go to work. <laughs> so <I'm> like, hey. <laughs> That's maybe my favorite line in Batman 89 and I can't yeah. put my finger on why. Because it's what, pretty sad. I got to go to work? Yeah, I love that. There. I yeah. got to go to work. I got to go to work. That's his job now. <laughs> he's Batman. Yikes. Hey, guys, uh, besides yeah. Al Pacino's acting being over the top, there's one other aspect of this movie that is out of control. And that is and when I is. bring you to my favorite segment on the show, Guns! 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 guns. guns. <laughs> Jeez Louise, it does right away. Watching the movie today, I had a new perspective having done this show with you guys for so long. You remember in Rambo, uh, First Blood, when I pointed out that like the head sheriff guy had a different rifle than everybody else and it was like mm-hmm. a slightly higher no sense. caliber mm-hmm. and it's like wow what a douchebag he's got like the bigger gun to be the bigger guy Val Kilmer pops up with mm-hmm. almost the same gun at that big shootout with the truck and I was like he's mm-hmm. got the gun he's got the, it's, <laughs> it wasn't the, exactly the same gun but it's pretty darn close Agent k looks like a G3 this one I guess is the H&K 91A2 if I am to believe the internet movie firearms database which why wouldn't I Mm. But why it was interesting because it was the same thing where you've got most people have an M4 type. Uh, back then it would have been AR-15 type, M16, M733, something like that. And one guy has to have the h and K. I
2: I was waiting for one of them to pull out the uh, old Painless from Predator. Oh my God. <laughs> the halter the gun. <laughs> like this, this, the side-mounted uh, helicopter gun. I was like, w- why don't they have that gun?
1: Or a, or a fifty cal sniper, but it's
0: like an oddly diverse cast of guns. There's a ton of guns in this movie, and uh, I mean, really, what else can you say about it? If you like guns,
2: hmm. and
0: you don't care how often they're used, uh, you'll see a lot of cameos from a lot of guns, and I don't know why.
1: Yeah, how about the when uh, Pacino just like grabbed the shotgun off of the dude? Like there was a cop standing on the corner. He had a shotgun hmm. in his hand. He's And, ran, and like just head. out of nowhere, he <laughs> was like, Gimme that and he's like, Yes, sir. And I was like, Does he even know who he is? Right. It right. like was like, very strange. I'm like, gonna take your gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> he just like gave Pacino his gun to like did they well, I'm know sure they know who he is. He's like um, the chief of police. I don't know, the do they? They, they didn't about. establish that. He was just like, Yes, sir. I'm like, here you go. Right. I'm after it. Yeah, and they you kind must, of established you look like you're after a guy here. Take this gun.
2: Subtly, they establish that there's not a very good rapport between the LAPD, like, investigator, like, the suits mm-hmm. and the actual grunts because when they're waiting, when they're staking out, yeah, like, you can tell there's just a tension between them where it's like, we don't want to be dealing with you. We want to be doing this by ourselves, but we need the manpower, and and then you're the asshole that knocked on the side of the truck, and, like, you could just tell there was a... A disdain, guys. The, uh,
0: oh yeah, Die Hard. Come on, yeah. The power. Yeah, dynamic. I did get
2: that. Yeah, yep, yep. That conversation.
0: And if we need another Black Hawk down reference, uh, a couple of the guys were carrying the Colt Model 733 Commando, which is the before the M4 was the shorter version of the M16. This was a very uh, short-term use uh, M16 shorty. Uh, that is the primary gun of Delta Force, I believe on uh Blackhawk Town. Nice. So that's kind of fun. It was also my first uh, and only electric airsoft gun was the Colt Model 733. Wow. Yeah. Shooting Do you still plastic. have that? No, I sold it right before God. I went to college. Yeah, Dude. It was sold so it much fun. Them. Getting out in the woods with my buddies in camo and shooting each other with little plastic BBs. It was
1: great. That was so much fun. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, I kind of missed that too.
1: I still have I have 2 of those. I have an That's MP5 a, and an AK.
0: Oh, Tokyo Mori or Classic Army yeah, or Majors.
1: Some, something like that. I think it's I think it's Tokyo Mori if I had to if I had to guess.
0: Yeah, I I got into it right as Black Hawk Down was the popular movie and they released the 733 and it had a better uh barrel stability than any of the other M16 models, so I grabbed it. And let me tell you, I kind of wish I still had it. Uh those things are fun. And that's a good social distancing activity out there in the woods. <laughs> that's At true. At least 6 Put your feet mask away. On, dick. Yeah. With <laughs> that's a mask true. on. It's perfect, guys. We're missing an opportunity. Mm. That's true. Mm. See. Guns, 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 guys.
2: Yeah, that that shootout is ridiculous. Like they're basically just throwing p- people out of the in the supermarket bargain lot. And it's like When you hear the first gunshot, why are you still walking around in the parking lot? No,
1: seriously, you know what I was (laughs) thinking of in in the supermarket parking lot? Like, I was like, why are all of these people getting in the way? Exactly. And they're all getting in. Run back inside. Dude.
2: (laughs) You can pack your car later. There's a shootout (laughs) happening, you asshole.
1: And not just, like, in the way, like, in the middle. Like, there's people, like, literally running towards uh, the shooters. Like, like in the way like he can't get a good shot cuz there's like people running
2: up to him. What? Yeah. Why? The Get down. Dan, did you ever the see The
0: Untouchables? Uh the De Palma one?
2: Yeah, with uh Connery as a uh, and and uh
0: Yeah, 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 with uh Kevin Costner?
2: Costner's Elliot Ness. It's coming there's out like on 4K soon. Watch great out. scene in that movie that totally touches on what you're talking about and it's <laughs> actually really it's funny it's funny because it's been parodied a few times. Yeah. But it's iconic. <laughs> and it's exactly what you're talking about, but on like another level. But I don't want to tell you, because we probably will watch that.
0: We should do an entire season of De Palma movies. Just his movies in the order they were created. I would be down. I don't know if anybody would lo- listen to it besides me, but it's so good. De Palma. He did Taxi Driver, right? That was Scorsese.
2: Taxi Driver was Scorsese?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Early, early Scorsese. I thought it was De Palma.
2: Nope, They're no, They're very similar, though, filmmakers. They're very similar.
0: I sent George a picture of the old guitarist by Picasso uh, because George plays guitar, but also because it is also mm. monochromatic and in blue. And so when I see heat, I think of this painting, which is the same thing.
1: Ah, uh, yes. But, I see how all, uh, even the whites are blue. Even like the whites said. are blue,
0: man. Yeah. This sticks to it a little more. Uh, the picture sticks to it a little bit more. <laughs> Consistently than the movie, but the movie's going for a similar kind of thing. So what you're
1: saying is, the movie ripped off this guy.
0: No, they just happened to share uh, who who is a similar again? color palette. That's Picasso. It's the old Picasso? guitarist. Okay. Picasso,
1: yeah, Picasso.
0: He I'm was there saying. first, but <laughs> so this movie
1: rips off Picasso.
2: I mean, they both use the color blue
0: pretty liberally. So
2: Troy will mm. argue that he did not. He was not inspired by well. See. Picasso.
1: uh Michael Mann only saw the Picassos later on. Later so. on,
2: after after school.
0: I've right. heard some really good feedback on the Troy appearance. Uh, a couple <laughs> of guys really enjoyed the fact that he came along with me on my movie score theory. So that made me happy. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that makes one of you. <laughs> now, obviously, Heat is not a true story. Uh, although it is based oh, no. on. It is based on a real criminal from the 60s who had a kind of cat and mouse relationship with the cops, but none of the events of this movie, I think, are based too it's not much like a, on It's not reality. like a catch me if you
1: can, right? you know?
0: But George, are you aware that this movie was actually emulated in real life, give or take a few details a couple of years after this movie came out? Emulated? Have you ever heard of the in North Hollywood life? shootout? I know you no. weren't so up on your modern American history when we talked about the uh, race riots <laughs> of the early 90s, but do you remember the footage of the guys who robbed a bank in Hollywood all decked out in body armor, just exchanging fire, standing up without cover with the cops? Have you ever I seen the footage? remember that. I vaguely. I mean, you can never... I mean, both guys are no longer with us, obviously, so mm. we couldn't interview them and ask mm. them... Where they got their ideas and their motivations, but uh, during the exchange, at I would one bet point
1: that they hadn't seen heat until after.
0: At one point, one of the guys uh, pulled the HK ninety one, the mm-hmm. Val Kilmer big gun, out of the back of yep. a car and started shooting at police. Like it was, they're on the scene ready to roll. Right. Uh, and one and what, of them owned heat. It turned out when the police seized all their crap after huh. they were killed by the police. One of them was oh, heard seems Saying
1: circumstantial.
2: Give me your keys, your <laughs> me your <the> f- <laughs> keys. like you <cocksucker>, a motherfucker. Ah.
1: <laughs> Straight to that.
0: One of them yells to the uh, other, like, "Hey, no, no, no! You're supposed to come in from this angle." Yeah. It's like, oh There's no. There's
2: not enough blue in here. It's
0: not blue. It's too gray. <laughs> not enough blue over here. These the hockey whites masks are not blue, yet. Like, <laughs> We should have had hockey masks. We would have been better off. <laughs> no, it was huge, man. Like, it's one of those things that like police historians will point to as one of the turning points for SWAT because their body armor was so significant that, like, the weapons the cops had when they pulled up weren't mm-hmm. sufficient. And so while they're waiting for SWAT to deploy, they're like, uh, the, the, like, street cops are going to a gun shop to be like, hey, we need bigger guns because these guys are bulletproof. What kind of mess were they wearing? I think, are we sure I they think
1: Dan, you have talked about this incident before. Probably on this show, it's one are you
0: of those. Sure, they things... weren't
2: inspired by Point Break.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, and I think it might have been. I think were they, they I, people ass? rob banks all the time, but they just yeah. it, it's pointed out that they own the copy of Heat and the guns are the same. Like the uh, dude. I think you. I think we were talking about this on episode two. During Psycho? The militarization... Oh. <laughs> no. oh, RoboCop maybe? Yeah, RoboCop. Was it RoboCop though, It might no, have been RoboCop uh, or Dirty Harry yeah, or any number dirty of those.
1: Yeah. We've we talked about, about SWAT times. teams a lot. When you talk, when you talk about the militiz- militarization, militarization of the police, at some point very early in this podcast, I think you mentioned that.
0: It's, a, that that event. Event. it's one That's of those weird sure. things that like... Yeah. You know, I was the perfect age to be seeing that on the news and just going like, ooh, like wow, that's threatening, you know? Like, it's it's not the bank robbery you see. Even in this movie, they make it a good point to, like, try to get away. These psychos were just like, let's stand in front of the bank and engage with police in a fully automatic, like, what the hell? Like, what was their tactic? I don't know. Didn't Pacino have, like, a
2: M16 or something during Dog Day? Didn't he start, like, a shootout with the cops? I can't, I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen that movie in forever. I don't remember, man but it kind of has that same feel. Just that fuck it moment.
0: Yeah, just like, okay, well, they caught us and our car's not going to roll, so let's just yeah. use all this ammo. Like What the hell? I don't know. People are crazy, And I think man.
2: A Fish Called Wanda was inspired by this movie as well.
0: Uh, yeah. They watched A Fish Called Wanda and were like, you know what? Life isn't <laughs> worth living. <laughs> Before 12 Monkeys comes out, let's hurry and do this thing oh, so we don't man. have to see 12 Monkeys.
2: That's a pretty wow. good nice. scene in Fish Called Wanda.
0: I really like the part where you, he screams. You That's really dick, funny. He's dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch his dick. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Oh man, that movie's so good.
0: <sighs>
2: I guess <laughs> asshole. <laughs> they should scream that at the end of this movie. It was so great good. when
0: they were pulling out. <laughs> so good. You know what's weird about Michael Mann movies? I'm going to tell you what's weird about Michael Mann movies. I've seen now, I think I counted five of his movies, excluding Manhunter, which I've, I've read the book it's based on. The four other movies I've seen from him. I've seen each one at least once, some of them twice. Heat, I've now seen three times. And when I get like an hour away from those movies, I don't remember anything about them. <laughs> they do not create a lasting, and I don't know what it is. It's like my brain does not record the events of these movies.
2: I think Heat has about five or six memorable moments where it'll stick with me. But yeah, you're right. When I watch this again in about two years, I'll be like, oh, wow, I forgot about this part. But yeah, there's a lot it, There's a lot of visuals that, you know, I've always remembered from when I saw it back in the 90s and then from the trailers and whatever.
0: But yeah, it, it, some of it's memorable. It's weird, though, because it's like super slick. It's all gorgeous, right? Like every shot in this movie is top quality but like something in the way he does his stories and his pacing uh collateral miami vice public enemies three movies in a row i saw them all in theaters i might remember one like shot from each one it's probably the cover why do the movies hmm. go in one ear one in one eye and out the other i don't remember these movies what is wrong with me that i don't get these movies <laughs> they don't stick
1: now you know how I feel whenever you tell me Dix Hanley was in a movie.
0: Oh, <laughs>
2: he's in this movie too.
0: <laughs> he was working craft services as a favorite he's, of Pacino. He's the, he's the um yeah, he's
2: the armored car driver. He's the bus driver.
0: He's the bus driver.
1: <laughs> I. What's great about that? I. I kill the bus driver is he says He's it in a question stepping to the side. Right. I know it's the so entire good. time. It's n- another step to the side. And another step to the side. No, I kill the bus driver. <laughs> another step to the side. <laughs> what bus driver? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. So good. He's st- just the stepping to the side. Well, Why and then the way that he nonchalantly
0: the- does kill the bus driver, right? right. Like he, he follows <laughs> yeah, through, well, he, yeah. doesn't even glance at the guy, just sidearms him. Just wow,
2: and it's kind of a that's kind of a funny play on the villain giving the expose of what he's yes. what his plan is. Yes. Like he's like, nah, I kill the bus driver. Like I'm telling you what's gonna happen. Yes, the whole movie does that. <laughs> but like, like
0: that movie, it. I can remember pretty much every scene. Right? Like, right. what is the difference between a Nolan movie and a Michael Mann movie? I just don't know. Well, it's Batman.
2: So it's it, visually, it's it's more of a painting. But then, it's like okay, just,
0: No Country for Old Men, right? Uh, very yeah. comparable to this. A lot of gunplay. A yeah. uh, couple of main characters, cat and mouse game. That movie made an impression on me from moment one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That heat just never it never connected the right way, and I just can't put my finger on what it is. I think with
2: No Country for Old Men, it's not as much of a of a, an ensemble cast. There's like five or six. Main characters that interact, so you're. It's more. Even though it's it's as grand as this, it's more, more personal. Maybe yeah, it's more personal. Like, I, that's what I was just yeah, gonna say. You're you're in very close with the killer. You're in close with the cop, and the two or three people they interact with. Like yeah. it's just very very intimate.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a the circle is is tighter. Yeah, the circle of people. Like when we watch involved.
2: Jackie Brown, it's like there's so many characters it that's actually a mixture of the two because there's so many characters in that movie there's so much going on but it's intimate like because they recap three times they show three different angles of situations mm-hmm. so you're very you're involved in this grand scheme with a lot of characters but it still feels intimate but yeah this movie's very big it's like there's a lot going on so yeah. you, i can understand this and stuff
1: did they uh did they just um like develop green screen around this time
0: green screen's Uh, been around in some form or another for a long time but (laughs) so
1: is is it am i am i seeing green screen where there isn't green screen that's what i want in this movie i think
0: you probably are this is mostly locations
2: okay yeah there's not much cgi or anything in this movie okay I mean nowadays they use screen screen just to create worlds.
1: There's like, a yeah, there's a there was a
0: like, there was at
1: least a half a dozen shots where I was like I don't think that background's
0: real. Hmm. No, they were. You're just ruined by modern movie making.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it didn't it didn't look right. There was something not right about it. it but lighting.
2: hey, listen, I don't know. Where did they f- where where did they film this?
0: I say this with some confidence, but really I have no idea. Uh, I imagine it's in L.A., right? Like, there's a lot of, at least the overhead shots and stuff are L.A. Mm.
1: There were some shots uh, where they were, like, high up on a balcony or something, and the city beneath them looked not real. Right. The ocean outside his uh, flat looked not real.
2: Because you weren't seeing it the way you normally see the ocean. That house was like a pier, so it was out. Built out onto the oceans, as opposed okay. to like seeing the beach. and so I'm just, your I'm just saying on the
1: you. the the times when I thought that when I thought this. Also, there was one scene where they were driving, hmm. when and it kind of felt like, you know, like there's a moving. You know what I right. mean? Like there's they're sitting in the car like that's psycho. not moving. When you're watching Psycho,
2: you see exactly. the road is moving behind kind her, but felt, she's kind yeah. of
0: felt like that. Well, and they might they might have done that for the car stuff. I mean that that's been a technique. Since the thirties for car stuff, yeah. so
1: yeah, but then there was there was scenes close up where they were definitely driving, and like the camera you can tell is like right on the dash or like right. right on the hood of the car where they're definitely driving, and then there's other ones where they're driving, and the shot is from outside the car, and it just doesn't look great, but nineties yeah, it's from the nineties i can't yeah. I can't really complain,
2: although it's the same year as I think usual suspects so.
1: Well, did, I mean, the usual. I think stuff Seven came out that year too. Didn't do anything special with effects. Did they? No,
2: but I mean, they they did a lot of location. Uh, you know, didn't yeah. isn't there a lot of driving in Seven? That looks. I real. don't
1: remember Seven all that much. Ooh, we should really that. do that. Even though I have seen Seven, and I'm not going to be surprised by the ending. We should probably watch. We should it probably again, watch it because it's cause, so good. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing I remember about. It. Well, not the only thing. It's the main thing I remember about it was how when I watched it, I was like, "This is so good."
2: That's the kind of movie where we should watch with you having all these movies under your belt now. Yeah, because you'll watch it on a totally different level. Yeah, you'll catch a lot of things that you didn't catch.
0: But you'll still miss Dick Handley.
2: <laughs> he plays the box. I never do. Well, I in never. Box? I never catch him. <laughs> he plays Wilson in Castaway. Oh
1: yeah? He's like one of, he's like a main supporting
2: actor in that movie. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah.
2: He's wearing a volleyball mask. It's crazy. <laughs> I never saw that movie either. You never saw Castaway? <laughs> no. Oh my god. <laughs> he's never seen Castaway. <laughs> I just had the rest of my head on the I know, microphone. I know about oh it, but... Uh,
0: yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, Wilson from Castaway, he's always standing behind a fence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know about Wilson. Howdy I'm neighbor. Kidding. But uh, uh, I know about Wilson, because who doesn't know about Castaway? But like, I never saw it. I know about it.
2: It's probably one of the single most amazing performances I, from him. To be able to, I mean, yeah, saving it's Private a, it's Ryan. It's a Bill and all Murray uh,
1: movie, right? Tom Hanks. I'm just
2: kidding. Yeah. Um, no, it's just it... to be able to act by just to, to nothing. It just amazes
1: me. Yeah, I mean, how many people were in that movie? Like three.
0: Oh, it's just him. Just Did you ever one? see Before the remake the with Channing Tatum? <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Usually, people are <laughs> saying he's Wilson. <laughs> Acting with Channing Tatum is like. It, <laughs> It's like he's a volleyball. Yeah, sometimes he gets confused
0: volleyball. and we have to glue a a green <laughs> tennis ball to his head so that the camera can remember where to put the a CGI him later.
2: Oh, man.
0: That's, That's mean. Pr- he's I've so pretty, though. Mean. Plus, he could probably break me in half.
2: <laughs> he probably could. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with him. That's Magic Mike.
0: Never have seen those movies. I hear they're fun. Nah. <sighs> so Magic we're not Magic. watching Magic Mike next what? to no, prepare Magic, for the Mike, Dark Knight? No,
2: Magic Mike. Uh... I guess we're doing the movie, right?
0: No, we have one more. Remember? Oh, that's right. You have something. Italian origins.
2: You never told me what it is. Yeah, you guys have no idea. Actually,
0: I did tell you once a long time ago. So you're going to roll your eyes when you realize what we're watching next. (laughs) So, George. All right. Let's hear it. Next week. Next week week is a movie. We'll be watching a play, which just happens to also be a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. 12 Angry Men? Oh, I wish. Oh, man. If there was a way I could connect those two, I totally would. Let's watch that. Now, if we got the Dark Knight sequel they originally intended, we might have been able to, because they were talking about The Trial of the Joker, Mm. which actually kind of interesting, right? Because I'm pretty sure his civil liberties were violated by the Batman a couple of times, so he probably would have walked, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's why he's
0: always out. Yikes. Glad that didn't happen. We'll be watching Joseph Mankowitz, Julius Caesar.
2: Mm, you did bring this up.
0: Because mm. actually, you brought it up. At some point, Travis is like, a movie like Julius Caesar that we'll never watch. And I was like, actually, we're going to be watching that soon. <laughs> and you were like, why the hell are we watching Julius Caesar? Well, now you'll know.
2: Mm. Interesting. Ed Dubroutin?
1: I, you know. This is good for me, not just for not just for movie movies' sake, the sake of movies. I feel like I should know the plot of Julius Caesar. Oh Jesus,
2: my kid is doing uh Julius Caesar right now in his English class. Yeah, that's why
1: I say I feel like I should yeah. know the plot. I don't.
2: I've never <laughs> seen this movie, so uh, should be interesting.
0: Excellent. It- Excellent. Excellent, Smithers. I'll try to send you ahead of time, although I may save it for the show and I may forget. So, if I do forget, listeners hate mail me to remind me to do this as an in between show. There's a clip from the TV show Rome that kind Mm. of fits in and around the Julius Caesar movie because they didn't want to approach. You'll see when we get there. But there's a clip from Rome that I love to show people after they've seen this movie. But first. Mm. 1953's Julius Caesar. Don't look at the cast list. Just go in blind and and you'll be rewarded.
1: Is Dix Handley in it?
2: Oh, (laughs) I sure hope so. He plays Brutus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When you see what a tenuous connection this has to The Dark Knight, you're going to be so happy. Just kidding. It's (laughs) probably the entire crux of my excitement for talking about The Dark Knight. Yeah. Because Alan Napier's in it. All right.
2: Jack, good. Jack's brother?
0: No, uh yeah, like <laughs> yeah Alfred King from the brother. 60s Batman. Right, show. right, right,
2: right, right. Yeah. And that's that's the connection?
0: No. And that's it? No. It better not be it. Wait, that's what? That's not it. Oh, There's no so God. much more, guys. Guys. There's more. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> I am so excited. I
2: could tell. I just got hit in the ear by your erection. <laughs> I shoot the bus driver.
0: Oh, man. But, sir, you're unarmed. Hold <laughs> on, I have to talk about Julius Caesar again. Boing! <laughs> <laughs> vey. Can't we do Romeo and Juliet? Poor bus driver. Maybe later, but now we're doing Julius Caesar. Hmm. Hmm. All right, let's do it. All right, dudes. i will see you next week.